Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rambles podcast, starting with the topic, the wealthy using public displays of charity for easy positive news coverage. Why can't I just go back to writing essays, chat? Why can't I just quit all this gaming stuff and just write essays and communicate my thoughts in a way that I actually am good at, rather than attempting to communicate my thoughts via speech, which I am notoriously bad at. <laughs> I am always skeptical of public displays of charity. There is this comedic scene from a very old comedy where a dude's in church and the collection plate comes around and he very publicly pulls out his wallet, reaches in, grabs a 50, flings it around, makes sure everyone sees, and puts it in the collection plate and then moves the collection plate along. Now, is this person giving $50 because he sincerely cares about whatever that money is going to be spent on at his local church, maybe the the charity or what have you, or is he just giving $50 because he wants other people to think he's a good person and he wants to feel good basking that praise from other people where they're like, oh, he's giving $50 to to, to the church. Oh, he must be a really righteous and wonderful person. This is kind of the problem with public displays of charity, where you look at a person giving to a charitable cause and you're like, I can see this. Are you doing this because I can see you doing this? Or do you actually give a fuck? You've likely heard that old question of if a tree falls in a forest and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound? There's another question. If an influencer donates to charity and it isn't recorded and put online for maximum clout, did it really happen? Whenever anyone performs a good act, by any definition, you can assess two different things. The act itself and the person doing the act. Now, the act, I would argue, is good irrespective of the intentions of the person. You can judge it in of itself. But the act being good doesn't necessarily make the person good or their intentions righteous by some definition, right? An example would be a person who has a TV, one TV, and their friend doesn't have a TV. They see their friend having a hard time, so they give their TV to their friend. You would say, well, that's a good act, and it represents the person having good intentions, being nice, being kind, being good, all that jazz. A different scenario would be a person who has a TV, doesn't want it anymore, wants to chuck it out, and their friend's saying, I'll take it off your hands. And the person would be like, oh, sweet, yeah, I was, I was gonna chuck it out anyway, so take it. Is that person giving up their TV a good person, or are they just looking for an easy way to get rid of trash that they didn't want anyway? In both cases, the friend is getting a TV, but your judgment of the person will be entirely different. It it speaks differently in terms of their character. So you guys know, obviously, that I'm on the record that I think Hassan is a terrible human being. Uh, Reprehensible, entirely selfish, driven by his own desire to be the center of attention, his own wealth, uh, grandiosity. Whatever care he has for others is way down the list from those goals. And so, for those who don't use Twitter, I don't look at my For You page very often because I don't really care about what the wider internet is doing. I just care about the like 90 odd people that I follow, what they're doing, because that's why I follow them, because I care. But I clicked on my For You page and I saw that Hassan was giving some of his money to a local pet adoption agency, paying for the money that people are spending to adopt pets that day, I believe. Incredible. Um, well, well, I, I still want to pay for the adoption fees of all the puppies that you guys yeah. have here today. Yeah, so it's at least like it. when someone wants to come and adopt a dog, they can get them 
you know. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's so nice of you. Yeah, Tiffany will definitely help you guys. Puppies on side of the dogs. No, just thank you guys. All of them. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, is I, there a track somewhere? Yeah, I got you. Here you go. Sorry. Um, did you did you want to do a a check or do you want me to online? Yeah, we can do that. Uh, this facility was five hundred dollars per adoption fee. So if you come here and you don't have five hundred dollars and you want to adopt a dog and you're eligible, you fill out a form, you can come and adopt it, and it'll be for free for you, hopefully. Uh, you can say the, the Hasanabi hookup, you know what I mean? Uh, it was, yeah, it's, this facility, unlike the other one, is $500 for adoption, and we paid for all the dogs in here, which totaled to 15,000. I don't know what that, how many dogs that means. I think it's like, I don't know, I can't do the math, but whatever. It's called, it's called Wags and Walks. Wags and Walks. Bringing happiness home, and I also, she literally was like, well, you are a big donor. Maybe we can make some, uh, <laughs> for the Great Danes, maybe we oh can find God. something out. I was like, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> I was like, don't do that. But like also, maybe, no. <laughs> I was like, no, don't do that. Now, Hassan Pika makes like what? $300,000 minimum a month. An expense of a few thousand or tens of thousands or what have you is nothing for him. As long as there's someone else out there working hard to make YouTube videos, he will always have a source of revenue because he can just sit on his ass and watch those people work hard and make that money. There is no sacrifice entailed whenever he gives money to any charitable cause. And for me, that is what entails the goodness of an act. Or at the very least, the degree of sacrifice in an act removes the ambiguity as to the intentions of the person doing the act. The perfect example of this from fantasy and why it's used in the story is in Disney's Aladdin, when Aladdin and Abu steal a loaf of bread and run away from the guards. And when they finally get free and are about to eat their bread, they look and see two children who are starving and they give their bread to the children. Here. Go on, take it. <laughs> Aladdin and Abu were hungry, of course. They had nothing else. But even in a situation where they were in need, they sacrificed for the well-being of someone else. In a case where a person has consistent income of hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, giving thousands of dollars entails no sacrifice. It is utterly meaningless. And in the case of Hassan, where he, in my view, justifiably has a terrible reputation. Whenever he gives a few shekels of his insane wealth to some charitable cause in the most public way possible, I can't help but view it as entirely disingenuous, as entirely an act designed to bring forth attention and praise as a matter of public relations as opposed to genuine care. I don't think Hassan would sacrifice anything for anyone ever, and his entire career, as far as I'm aware, showcased that to be true. And so seeing this, I was like, I'm going to write a tweet that I know people will not like, that I know will cause me to lose followers, and I'm gonna mute this shit immediately, something I've never done, so I do not see any of the replies. <laughs> Step one, exploit, harm, lie, cheat, steal, until you are wealthy and powerful. Two, in response to the criticism you garner, spend a small part of what you have taken on very public charity. Step three, people forget as clout chases praise and fawn for reward, a never-ending tale as old as time. Lesson of society is that it doesn't matter how you win, as long as you win. Only losers are condemned. With enough wealth, you can push away your past words and deeds, live in luxury few can even contemplate. You can spend pennies relative to your total wealth, and you'll get a parade. 
For what amounts to like, for the average person, two bucks fifty, Hassan can buy more publicity than an average person will get donating an organ and spending the next 10 years helping the homeless. Hassan giving up pennies will be talked about for the rest of time. It'll be used every single time he's rightly criticized for things he's done in the past or said in the past or said in the future. This aspect of society is gross. And it isn't just laid to Hassan, it's laid to everyone who is wealthy. The praise we give for an act isn't based on the degree of sacrifice that a person is putting forth upon themselves to do the good. It is the degree of good that is achieved. And therefore, the people who get the most praise will always be those who are already wealthy and successful, irrespective of whether or not they actually deserve that praise. To clarify what I mean here, a wealthy and successful person can give up no time, no effort, or anything of value, and still achieve astronomically more than a regular person who does give up their time, effort, and everything they value. In a world where assessment of virtue and worthiness of attention is based solely upon the impact of a person's actions, it is the wealthy and successful who will reap the lion's share of the praise, despite the huge difference in sacrifice put forth by the one performing the acts. A person who has a thousand dollars, who gives $500 to the needy is obviously doing something more significant and wonderful than Hassan giving $50,000 to charity. Because for Hassan, that's meaningless money. Literally meaningless. He can sit in a chair and watch YouTube videos all day and, and make that back instantly. Where another person giving $500, that's, that's a huge amount of money for a person earning with $1,000. But that's not how we as a society treat things. And I think it's gross. I do not like public displays of charity that seem to be designed to bring forth good PR, to restore a person's image or, or what have you. Um, to get people talking about you for clout. And so every single time I see public charity, I have to go through this song and dance like, oh, what are their intentions? Or do they really care? Because obviously Hassan, for the rest of his career, is going to be giving some percent of his money to charity as publicly as possible to restore his image. As has every single person in history who has gained money potentially through methods that have brought forth criticism. In the same way that train wrecks, who got millions of dollars advertising gambling every single time anything related to some public issue occurs, he's on Twitter like, I will donate tens of thousands of dollars to this. Mental health, done. Issues of some calamity in, in, in the world, here's $100,000 done. Because it just doesn't matter to him because the money is meaningless. But you got to understand how this looks when you're publicly being like, fuck this dude for clout chasing with his charity. How does that look? Criticizing a person's charitable efforts will always look bad. You could argue a part of the scheme. It's why people use charity in attempts to restore their own public image. Because it's very hard to criticize a person giving to the needy, even if they're doing it for selfish reasons. You don't want to get into a philosophical argument about intentions as to whether and, and whether intentions matter in regards to charitable actions. But you can have these discussions and I think they matter. So to bring it back to Hassan here, Hassan looking around, holding his wallet high, opening it up, sticking his hand in very publicly, bringing out a 50, waving it around so everyone can see, and then putting it in the collection plate, to me is massively disingenuous. And it doesn't matter to me how much of his obscene wealth he gives away, that'll always be what it is. Because at no point will this man ever take upon himself sacrifice. He will only give what doesn't matter for him. He will never sacrifice for others. I hate how most streamers just don't care how shitty Hassan is. If you have an audience, that's all that matters in this industry. Spending your time criticizing what other creators are doing is a bad move for success, for continued growth. As I kept trying to point out in my other series, you're much better off ingratiating yourself with the rich and powerful than criticizing them. 
in the vast majority of cases. It isn't that you can't succeed or find your audience doing that criticism, but you'll never get to the same size as those who are already in the upper echelons, right? I suspect it is the case that a lot of people who are creators dislike what other creators do or how they conduct themselves, but they just won't say out loud or maybe they don't think it's their place to say. You won't receive any real benefit from starting shit with other creators. In drama, channels with higher sub count always win. Yeah, that's true. Well, at least 99% of the time. Keeping their mouth shut because bad for business, yeah. You wanna collab with other creators. You don't wanna criticize them and potentially divide your viewers. I know I've had viewers who have said, oh, I like Hassan. I'm like, okay, cool, that's, that's your business. But I know people who have stopped watching me because they would rather watch Hassan watch YouTube videos than watch my content. I mean, certainly Hassan did ban a significant portion of our mutual viewers. So I won those, I guess. But obviously these moves aren't smart. One of the funniest things was the way that certain parts of Twitter will treat Mr. Beast donating to charity versus Hassan doing it. Because Hassan's on their team. He's one of their guys, right? And there's this meme. I'm donating to Dog Shelter. Oh, you're so sweet. I'm curing blindness for a thousand people. Hello, human resources? Because <laughs> there are people who will criticize Mr. Beast's charitable efforts until the cows come home. But the second Hassan gives the equivalent of 15 cents to a dog show. It's like, oh my God, this charity is so good. He's the greatest guy ever. Yes. A lot of politics for people is just, these, these are my team, it's my guy. Just a typical Mr. Beast haters, bro. I respect Mr. Beast because his content is so also comedy at the same time. Other channel vids are also quite bland, IMO. There are things you can criticize about Mr. Beast or things in the same way that we went through those questions just moments ago. You can have those same questions for Mr. Beast as well. And what conclusions you're going to come to are, are gonna vary. After two years of waiting, a GT5 player gets help to solve a mystery. So someone pinged me on Reddit for a question a person asked in the GT5 subreddit a year ago. How to fly the plane at Sandy Shore's hangar without doing the stunt plane challenge. I want to just freely fly the plane there, but there isn't an option to not do the goddamn challenge. So this person a year ago responded, the plane is just for the challenge. You can't fly it. You got to steal or buy another one. That's obviously not true. So a year later, 18 hours ago, this person furious attack says, I know I'm about two years too late, but if you're still looking to fly this plane, all you have to do is push it with a car. It only works as Trevor, unfortunately. I don't think that's true, actually. You can do it with anyone, I'm pretty sure. Credit to Dark Viper AU and his Ramble series. Push it with a car? Yep. To clarify, if you push it forward onto the airstrip, the stunt plane prompt will disappear and you can enter the plane as if it were a normal one. Oh, whoa, works for any plane, right? any stunt plane that spawns at Trevor's airstrip, which is what the original question was. How the fuck does a person stumble across a question like that two years after it was asked? It keeps getting more wrong. I mean, the original dude at least now has some information that is somewhat correct. I mean, the guy probably could figure out for himself that he could just push it with another character. I found it interesting that the dude was still happy to get this information two years later. It just goes to show that there's so many things that I know about GTA 5 that other people don't. In many respects, it's why repackaging my facts and glitches into compilations to throw them out there again to be seen by more people is often a good thing. I'm just curious how this happened two years later finding that question. It's weird. The blind saga is officially over. So I've got the best news that you've likely ever heard, chat. The blind saga is now officially over, probably. I now have the sheer block out and channels on all of my windows controllable with a remote. 
Was it worth the tens of thousands of dollars? Yes. Was it worth the nine to ten months to install them? Maybe. At least the pain is over. After nine or ten months now, it's hard to keep track, I have finally had my blinds installed with my channels on the sides to block out all possible light. Here is a small blind. Like this is a thing where like light comes in, I can see out, but outside people can't see in. Like it's perfectly in unable to see in the house, which is pretty cool. A weird technology, uh, fabric, I don't know what it's called. Um, and so this is the full block out. And uh, yes, there's a little remote here and I press both buttons. Again, I'd show you a better blind, but uh, I, I, I don't want to dox myself, so I just want to show a uh, white wall behind there. And uh, yeah, so so we now are now in the darkness. I can like put them all up at the same time. Okay, don't don't dox myself. I just to see they're all moving and stuff. Okay, <laughs> it's finally over. I assume, unless I find out something else is wrong. Tens of thousands of dollars well spent. There's technically only one last thing that I possibly might have changed. One of the blinds has like a mark in the middle of it, like a scratch. And I look at it and I'm like, it's not like it stops the functionality of the blind. But what if this company goes out of business like five years from now or something and I want to sell this house or whatever. A person's gonna walk in and be like, what the fuck is that small mark in the middle of that blind? I will not buy this home. Maybe I should buy the blind now to avoid that one in a million possibility. Put a sticker over it. Custom sticker that says there is no mark here. But it's over, so that's good. Is my rambling while playing games over? So for the longest time, I had this dude named Matt who would help me look for rambles in my live stream footage. So anything that didn't become a YouTube video, I don't know if I was just editing or something, or playing Binding of Isaac, or whatever it was, he would watch that for me and be like, there's a ramble here, there's a ramble here, there's a ramble here, whatever. But I've realized he went through a hundred hours of footage. I understand I am paying him for this course, it's not much though. And he found like an hour's worth of rambles, and only like 20 minutes of that was good. And that took him weeks. He also gets clips sometimes as well, and he had like Dozens upon dozens of potential clips and like six of them were good. Back when I would like speed run or do no damage. And so during the runs, I would talk about stuff. I would ramble more frequently while playing games. But these days, because I do my rambles before I start playing the game, like I specifically talk about stuff. I don't ramble as much while playing games anymore. I'm usually focused on the game, making jokes about the game. And for that reason, I'm not going to have Matt do that anymore. So we might miss out on a few 5 out of 10 rambles in a series that very few people watch relative to the rest of my content. But at the end of the day, it's more that I can't spend the couple of hours that it would take to go through the rambles that he found for it to be worth it, right? It's just not worth it for my time. And I can get, I can get Matt to do other stuff for me. I like work on the VOD channel, for example, if he still wants something to do. Because it was just like a side thing for him. See, you might not see as many... Dark Viper AU playing games while rambling in the Ramble series anymore, and that's why. He's gone crazy, he's referring to himself in the third person. It's a different Matt. He has one T in his name, very different. Can't you see that Matt and Matt are very different? It sounds totally not the same. This is an outro. I hope your life is going well, and I wish you all the best.